Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, we are back with Courtney Foster Donahue, our friend and founder and creator of the amazing magical program FB Framework. Inside of this episode, you're going to hear it being called FB Everything, but it recently got a facelift, brand new, amazing updated content with a new name that encompasses the amazing framework that it is that's going to help you grow on Facebook. So you might end up hearing dates in the episode. I don't recall, but but the content's still good. That's why you're hearing it again. Know that the doors are opening again, which is why we're re-releasing this old, incredible episode. All you need to know is that if we mention a URL, I'm sure it's going to be FB like a boss because that's ours and that's not changing. So if you want access to the course itself and all the awesomeness that it has unlocked for us and our business, you're going to go to our bonuses. Oh yeah. You're going to want to start. You're going to want to go to fblikeaboss.com. But don't worry. We're going to talk way more about that inside. I am so excited for you to jump into Facebook ads. It has changed the game for us. OMG, Courtney Foster Donahue is finally on the show. There are unicorns prancing. There is confetti flying. It's a good, good day. I wish there was rainbows. If I could like... Vomit rainbows. That's what uh-huh. would happen. Yeah. But that wouldn't, that wouldn't be cute. But, <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the show, Courtney. It's great to have you. I'm so glad to be here. I've been so looking forward to this, ladies. Good. Well, for those of you who don't know, we met Courtney on accident because she targeted us through a Facebook ad, actually. And we just ended us. Up, just us. Not just us, actually. She targeted a lot of amazing other creative small business owners. And we fell in love with her personality and her knowledge and her wisdom about all things Facebook. And 
She convinced us really quickly that we were missing a huge opportunity over in Facebook world. Over so, on the Facebook? Over on the Facebook. Well, and the book of face. Yeah. The, the book of face. The book yes. of face. Okay, yeah. okay. Just to be clear. <laughs> so we jumped ship onto her program, Facebook Everything, just a couple months ago, actually. Yeah. In her last launch, and literally within weeks, had crazy, insane results from her program. And I was blown away by everything she taught us, not only about Facebook ads, but about maintaining our Facebook page. And she continues to give us insane knowledge bombs inside of her private Facebook group for all of the people who have purchased her program. And I am beyond grateful to have her in my corner. I literally sent her her favorite water and unicorn slippers just to yes. prove my point that uh, yeah. which I was her not her about at all. No, 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 no one is. Look, if you guys, yeah, if you guys want to hear more about the actual launch breakdowns that we're talking about, we talk exactly how much money we spent on ads, the return that we saw, and everything else we did within that launch strategy. We have two episodes for you guys to listen to. One is regarding a $37,000 launch and one is about a $97,000 launch, which is bananas, bananas, like bananas. And seriously, so much of that success is from strategies that we've learned from Courtney and, and from her program. And you guys know that We like to hang out with people who are giving like we are. And it's very, very rare to find someone who gives way more than they should like we do. And they literally the only person we've found so far that's that's like that is Courtney. So she's one of us. You guys are going to love her. But today we're not talking just about Facebook ads because I feel like Everyone wants like the magic recipe for like, let me just make some money on Facebook ads. And that that's just the only thing I need to focus on. And if you guys have been paying attention at all from anything we've said ever, you guys know how we feel about Facebook, or I should say how we felt. Even just a few short months ago, we literally call or like Facebook was dead to us, like Twitter, right? It wasn't doing anything for us. We weren't finding growth on there. We had a page just so we could have a business page so we could have a business Instagram account. Like Literally nothing. We weren't posting on there. We had a Facebook group and we love that community over there, but we were not spending any attention over there because it quote wasn't working for us. But we kind of got like a splash of cold water from Courtney and realized that we were missing an opportunity. So today we're busting Facebook myths and she's going to tackle a lot of the things, a lot of the excuses that you guys have about Facebook and your page and like Facebook sucks for my business and kind of help you turn that around. So I would just love, like, let's just start right off the top. Like people having the Facebook page that gets set up, everyone says just set one up for your business, but really paying their attention on every other social media channel before they look at Facebook. What are they missing? Why is it actually beneficial for businesses, especially businesses who are online and don't have a brick and mortar? Yeah, absolutely. And just a little side note, it is the best platform for brick and mortar, of course. But um, for online, it's really a no brainer. In my opinion, there are so many great social media platforms and there's a new one every day or every week, right? But for me, Facebook is a bare minimum requirement as far as platforms go. And honestly, it really isn't a social media platform so much anymore as it is another layer of the internet. You really can't escape it. And so first off, I would say if someone's kind of on the fence on whether to really engage on the platform or not, 
do because the longer you wait, you will get ultimately left behind. And the other huge, I mean, kind of no-brainer obvious benefit is the platform has, as of you know, right now, uh, July 2017, has 1.96 billion people on it. That is far more than any other platform. And like, if you really stop and think about what is, you know, 2 billion people, I mean, it's, I was saying this earlier to you ladies, it's like monopoly money. Like it doesn't even sound like a real number, but that's how extraordinarily huge the reach, the scope of this platform is. And certainly not just for the United States. In fact, I was reading something like 80% of Facebook users are outside of the United States, which is wow. bizarre to even think about, right? And it really is across all platforms, all industries, all countries, all cultures, everyone's on Facebook. You're, you know, you may not think your ideal clients are on there, but probably enough to make it worth your while are on there because you don't need 2 billion people. You just need probably a few hundred, a few thousand, right? But, you know, I'd say get on there sooner rather than later because it's, constantly evolving. It is, you know, people talk about Facebook's always updating. Well, that's a good sign that shows that the higher ups are putting money into the platform and CEOs, those folks, they don't invest in a platform if it's failing. So we know it's not failing. We know it's only continuing to grow and also continuing to grow in a, you know, multimedia way. It's not just, you know, like Twitter is just like, status updates, just, you know, text and sometimes a picture, sometimes a short video. Instagram, I love Instagram, but it's just, it's just images with a little bit of, you know, a caption. Facebook is everything and video and groups and, you know, ads, which, you know, Facebook ads, that's just tremendous. Nothing has a bigger ROI. As far as Facebook ads go, there is no other platform in history that is more highly targeted, that has the flexibility, that has a lower barrier to entry, but also has a greater capacity to scale. So you could spend $5 a day on ads, you know, the cost of a, not even a cup of, Starbucks coffee because it's more expensive than that. But, um, you know, you can you can start really, really low and just get your foot in the door or you can spend thousands, tens of thousands, you know, a day just depending on on your goals and your budget and all that good stuff. But there's just so much value there that you will not find on other platforms. And I really do think that people who kind of dig their heels in simply because maybe they tried for a while, they didn't get a lot of engagement, have decided it's not the platform for them. I'm, I, my my big word of caution, my warning is get in now before it's too late because yeah. you'll get left behind and you will absolutely regret it because this platform is only growing. It's only not just growing in size, but growing in options and scale and scope. So. There's my soapbox about yeah, <laughs> no, for the value sure. of it. Yeah. Well, tell us about why the Facebook ads are so great. Like ours have been such a huge return on investment. Mm-hmm. We invested in our first launch after we took your course. We invested a little over $1,000 and saw a $37,000 launch, Love which it. that's crazy. Like there's no other place on the planet. I could see that return on investment. I can't hire a writer. I can't hire a designer. I can't like put an ad or a billboard or whatever. Like I can't put an ad anywhere else or spend money on a person or a system anywhere else and see that return on investment. So why, why does Facebook work so well? Yeah. Uh, you know, first off, there is this mentality I see, especially among new business owners, and it's really kind of heartbreaking to watch. And it's, you know, if they build it or if I build it, they will come, right? Oh, yeah. Obviously applies to baseball players in Plains states, sure, <laughs> and in movies. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not, it's not a business mantra. It shouldn't be. I don't know why it is. It kind of drives me crazy. And I think if you believe in what you do and your product and your service, if you believe that it solves a problem, that it helps someone, that it makes someone's life better, you don't have to even save a life. You can just improve the quality of one. If you believe in that, you want to get out there to more people, right? And advertising is a great way to do that. Facebook advertising is probably the best way to do that. You can't get the same ROI with, you know, think of old school advertising, TV commercials, billboards, you know, sidebar ads on blogs or, you know, publishing websites, you know, radio spots, magazine ad, things like that. Those are all good. And those really have kind of been the only options in the past. Mm-hmm. And what you pay for is hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars even. And you get, you know, this little, this many pixels by this many pixels or 30 seconds on TV or 60 seconds on the radio or whatever it is. And you just kind of have to hope that you're reaching the target audience that you think might be your target audience. And you're locked into a contract. You're locked into this billboard's going to be up for six months. This radio commercial is going to run for six weeks, whatever it might be. And with Facebook, I can go in today with little experience to no experience. I can open up the power editor. I can create an ad and say, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's stick with $5 a day. And at the end of the day, if I've spent $5 and not much has come from it, I can turn it off. I can walk away. And if I don't, I want to, I can just never run ads again. And I hope people keep trying. You shouldn't do that. But it is so flexible, such a low barrier to entry. And if you want to, you can scale that ad and say, okay, I want to do $1,000 a day for my budget or you know even more. And it just keeps growing and growing for you. But again, you can just turn it off whenever you want. So that flexibility is one I think incredibly valuable part of Facebook ads that makes it people say it's scary and intimidating. Well, it's not as scary and intimidating as other forms of advertising for sure. But also it's just, you know, it's the most highly targeted platform in history. You can, you know, if you're a wedding photographer, for example, you can literally target people who have been engaged for three months mm-hmm. in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Like, yep. <laughs> it chances are a an engaged couple who's just newly engaged living in your local area where that you serve as a wedding photographer chances are that's a pretty you know good guess that they could be a potential client or customer mm-hmm. i mean that's just one little example but you can get so 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 incredibly specific with your targeting with your specific you know specific needs behaviors demographics interests you could even target followers of a certain facebook page you know for example i'm you know a facebook person so i could target the followers of Amy Porterfield's Facebook page, because chances are, if they follow her and they're interested in her, they might also be interested in something I might have to offer. I could do that. I could get as specific as my city, my zip code, my my congressional district, which I don't very know. <laughs> but I can, you know, go beyond into my country, surrounding countries, English-speaking countries, Spanish-speaking countries, and I can even create targeting based on people who have visited my website, people who are on my mailing list, people who watched a specific video of mine for at least 10 seconds or something like that. There's just so much flexibility, so much just detailed targeting that you can't get anywhere else. And so for me, when I, when I hear people say Facebook ads don't work, I, I know they do. And I know they're just not using the right targeting or using the right copy or using the right this or using the right that. And it's usually just one or two tweaks away from a very successful ad. And that's just not the case with any other type of advertising platform. 
Well, and I loved that freedom when we were going through our launch. Like, I think I let that stuff kind of overwhelm me at first. Like, oh my gosh, you can get so detailed and then not knowing who to target. So you just like walk away and don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So once I kind of figured out, okay, it makes sense to target these type of people and figuring out our cold audiences and figuring out our warm audiences, it's literally just trial and error after that point. And like being smart and strategic about it, but knowing the ability, like you can change a phrase in the ad at any given moment. You Mm -hmm. can change like what the link says or where it's going or who it's being sent to or anything. And you're still like in that same campaign and focused on those same kind of goals, which is these tiny tweaks. You can't do that anywhere else. And you can split test, which is probably, I mean, I didn't even mention that, but that's probably one of the best parts of Facebook ads is I can do one headline here and one headline here and show it to one audience and half of one audience sees this headline, half of the same audience sees the other headline. If I see which one's doing better, I can turn off the other one and give all the money and all the, you know, whatever to, to that headline or that image or that, um, you know, first sentence, you know, those are the things that actually make a difference in in conversion. You can split test those things, which is remarkable. You can't really do that in any other platform, really any other capacity. Yeah. You get that information back so quickly and most other places where you're trying to split test, you're waiting for days and weeks. Email, it's it's really hard to tell like the effects of that. Yeah, yeah. So I know that sounds like super awesome and super <laughs> amazing, but I also think it could be really overwhelming. So, what are some things that someone could do? before they get into ads? Like, what are some things they could do right now to clean up their page to get ready to, to before they jump into paid advertising? Yeah, absolutely. I would always just sort of invite people to open up their page and really try to look at their business page, likes page, van page, all the same thing in case anyone's listening. I would really invite you to look at that as a first time viewer, which is hard to do because we get so immersed in our world. We get, you know, tunnel vision a little bit more often than not, unfortunately. But if you can try to look at it as if I'm looking at this for the first time. What's my very first impression? First impressions matter, especially in marketing, especially in advertising. And look at it and go, if I landed here, would I know what this page is about? Would I know how to go about learning more about them off of this platform? Like, can I get to their website easily? And, you know, is this clear to me? Is this is this appealing visually? Is it, you know, how many steps do I have to take to just learn something about them? What's great with Facebook is they don't give you a lot for free as a business page, but they do give you something. And so, you know, looking at what bit of real estate on my business page can I optimize for my benefit? What is my cover photo? It's, you know, it's the billboard of your brand on your on your Facebook page, basically. What does it say about me? Is it clear? And you don't have to, it doesn't have to say like your tagline or what you do or a summary of your services. It can be a little more abstract than that, of course. But does it does it speak to your audience? you know, is it clarifying your message? When people click on your cover photo, because people do that, is there a link in the caption of your cover photo or is it just blank? That's a little bit of real estate you can optimize um, with, you know, it it linked to your website, your landing page, your, your lead magnet, whatever it is. You know, same thing on, do you have a pinned post, for example? So if I start scrolling, because, you know, I want to know, I want to know more about this page, this business, what we know, what's this all about? Are you taking advantage of, you know, pinning a post to the top of your page, which is super easy to do? Mm -hmm. And does that have some sort of call to action, something for people to get to know you better? 
So as they're scrolling through your page, what are those first impressions that they're getting? How can you optimize them better? And you know, honestly, those little tweaks, those little things seem so inconsequential, especially for people who think, well, I don't get any organic reach or engagement, but you probably get more than you realize. And also keep in mind that it's not just what status updates pop up in people's news feeds or what ads you know pop up in people's news feeds or wherever their ads pop up. But it's also what's this sort of living archive of your business on Facebook? What's there? Are you posting, you know? consistently? Or are you posting whenever the mood strikes you once a week, once a month, once a quarter, which, you know, is no bueno. But, um, you know, really thinking about that when someone lands here, what, what impression do they get? How quickly is the point of social media is to be an arm to your business. How quickly can they get from here to my website where it really matters to learn more about me, my products, my services, and possibly buy something or, or book something or sign up for something, whatever that might be for your, you know, your specific business. But I, for me, I always, you know, want to think about making sure the page is a road that points to, for me, my website and for other people it might be different, but that's, you know, that's where business happens. Business doesn't happen on your business page. It happens on your website. So are they able to get there quickly, easily, effectively, or is it just sort of a mess? Yeah. And, and optimizing that makes all the difference, you know, before you get into doing your ads and and everything else you do with your page. So talk to us a little bit more about posting content to Facebook. Have you found a strategy that makes sense? Is it third-party content? Is it always linking back to your blog? Is it videos or GIFs or picture? Like what has been the, the, the best kind of rhythm or routine for you that you've found successful? Yeah, it's honestly a little bit of everything. And I think the biggest thing I see with people who are struggling with getting organic reach, who are getting um, struggling with getting any actions taken on their page, any traffic from Facebook to their website, is that they post the same things over and over again, the same types of things. It's almost too formulaic. And I love formulas, but sometimes it, that can hurt us. And also people who don't serve before they sell. Right. And you honestly can have a call to action in every single post if you first and foremost provide value. And so I look at pages of, you know, my students, the people who are struggling with, you know, getting good reach and engagement and all that stuff. And I'm scrolling through and it's like link to, you know, sales page, link to blog post, link to some random shared piece of content that, you know, it's, it's not well curated and it's just, it's just a lot of posting content for content's sake. And honestly, your content on your page should be, and I always say this in my programs and stuff, your content should be fuel and not filler. It should be something that drives people to your website, that gets builds momentum and excitement around your brand, that builds awareness in a positive way that you, you know, you're serving before, way before you're selling. Because then when you do go to sell, when you go do go to drop that sales page link, it's not, ooh, you know, I don't like this. It's people aren't hiding your comments and unfollowing you. They're excited because, oh, finally I get to, you know, figure out a more valuable way of getting to work with them. So as far as content goes, approaching it that way that, you know, how can I make these posts that I make, these links I put up, these live streams I do, and those are all great things, you know, more video, the better, more variety, the the better. But how can I make this fuel to spread awareness, to build momentum, to, you know, build brand awareness in a positive way that gets people, that endears me to others, that endears my brand to my followers. And I'm not just another, you know, voice in the, in the newsfeed that's marketing something because 
you know, ultimately it is not marketing media. It is not sales media. It is social media. And when we forget that social component, that's when we turn people off. That's when we get less engagement. And ultimately that's how we get less reach. And obviously none of those things are good for a Facebook business page. So talk to us more about engagement. I know that, and and maybe not everyone listening knows, but engagement is so key to continuing to like up the amount of organic reach you get. So the more likes, the more clicks, the more comments, all of that really plays into how many people Facebook is going to show your post to. So is there certain keywords or is there certain ways to really activate a post and make it something that people want to interact with? Yeah, definitely. When it comes to Facebook and, you know, the thing that kind of controls what people see and what ultimately people engage in is the algorithm. For better or worse, it's there, it does its thing, and some of us hate it and some of us <laughs> kind of coexist with it. But the algorithm, you know, they, they make you play hard to get and all that stuff. But as far as getting engagement goes, that sort of has like a chicken egg relationship with reach. So if you can get reach, you can get engagement. If you can get engagement, you can later get reach. So it's a very sort of symbiotic, you know, which which one is the one we need to focus on? Oh, it's got to be both, right? <laughs> so but as far as engagement goes, it's really, if you can follow sort of the rules of the algorithm, if you can do those things that honor the platform, that honor the social and social media, if you can get reach in the first place, you can usually get engagement. But again, engagement, um, you know, it comes back to approaching the platform as a social platform and not a marketing platform. So am I posting something to educate, to market, to sell, to talk about how awesome I am? Or am I posting something to educate in a fun way, to entertain, to, you know, share, to honor those things. So if you've, if you're going the entertaining angle over the educational angle, you're pretty much always going to win. And of course, along the way, you can work in your content that's related to your business. And when you make it fun, you know, you automatically get more engagement, but you know, anything that, that drives conversation, anything that drives it, you know, momentum and excitement in that way, anything that will get someone to go, Hey, so-and-so look at this. I saw this on, on so-and-so's page. You know, and in all of that to say it also is a two way street. You can put out great content and if people engage on it, you've got to keep engaging back. And that's the stuff that not only gets more engagement, but also keeps your content alive in the newsfeed longer. They say something like, and I don't know, this is an exact number, but the shelf life of a typical Facebook post is like 10 minutes. If no one engages on it, if people engage on it and you engage back and you engage early and often and you keep that kind of you know momentum going, a, a post can live for hours or days or weeks and then it becomes viral. So knowing that it's not just about you putting something out there and waiting to receive your engagement, you also have to play a part in that and focusing on that social aspect and not always focusing on how can I get people to buy my stuff, (laughs) but how can I instead serve these people, help them understand that I have a solution to their problem. But the only way you can get them to understand that is if you become, have a friendship with them, a courtship with them, if you will. None of that can happen until you, none of the sales stuff, the, you know, the dollar signs things, none of that can happen until you've got that relationship, until you've built, you know, what we all know, the, the know, like, and trust factor. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I love it. So talk to me about some big Facebook no-nos. What are some things that you see people doing or you want to warn people to absolutely not do? Because either it's like, you're not going to get your stuff seen or Facebook's going to like block you from doing something. Like what are some things we absolutely need to avoid? Yes. 
really good question because it's and it's a lot of algorithm stuff. And the thing about the algorithm, just as a little side note, is we know some things because Facebook has told us. Other things we know because we observe. We don't have the. It's no longer edge rank. That's not really something that I don't know if that means anything to your listeners. They don't really use that internally anymore. So we assume it's a different algorithm. It's a different sort of thing. So it's sort of mysterious as to what you can and can't do. So a lot of what we know, we know through observation. So some of the things I might say, and you're going to go, well, I do that and I get so much reach and engagement and blah, blah, blah. And that's great. Hopefully you do. But um, so these are some tips that are pretty much across the board. No, no's cross posting from Instagram. Mm-hmm. That does. And it's so convenient, right? Because they've got that little button that you click Facebook and then all of a sudden it's, you know, two for one, two birds with one stone. You've posted it to multiple places and you're awesome and you did your thing for the day. But that's in reality. Facebook for, for like over a year. Yeah. Like literally published from Instagram. We never check Facebook. (laughs) It's so convenient, right? But there is a lot of research. There's a lot of stuff from Facebook directly saying that that will more than likely limit your reach. And when you limit your reach, you limit your engagement. So whenever possible, you know, if you're doing it from your phone, hold your finger down, copy that text, re-upload the photo to Facebook. It takes not even five seconds, but it will get you so much more than what you get from five seconds of time investment. It will ultimately get you get you better reach. The next big thing is hashtags. Hashtags are like currency. You know, some it's worth different values in different countries. Hashtags, it's the same thing. Hashtags have different values on on different platforms. So, you know, we know that hashtags are like the lifeblood of Instagram for discoverability. They're everything, right? They're pretty good on Twitter. They're pretty valuable, um, especially with current events. They're okay on Pinterest. They're not great, but they have a little bit of value. When it comes to Facebook, they're pretty much useless. They don't really aid in discoverability. Yes, you can use hashtags on Facebook, but if you're using them because you want to reach more people, that's not really going to happen for you. So, as much as possible, if you are like a big hashtag person, you know, like for me, I will use them as like punchlines, things like that. Yeah. Or I will use them to link up, you know, different themed posts, like as, as part of like some series of posts I'm doing or something. I'll use them for that occasionally. Um, or if there's a current event that I just can't not hashtag, you know, but as much as possible, try to not use more than two. And if you're using them again for the point of discoverability, don't because that's not what's going to happen for you. So we um, use them a lot in our group for searchability. Yeah. That's where they're really group. beneficial. Yeah, for sure. In groups, personal profiles, you can kind of do whatever. I mean, they're the algorithm is way friendlier to those sort of you know those pieces of Facebook. But when it comes to your page, it um, it really can be a death sentence. So really avoid avoid using those. And really, just in general. Anything that will take someone off of Facebook is probably not as ideal. And that's not to say don't ever link things because if you're not linking things, you're not, you know, ever getting them off the platform, of course, but you've just got to be really, um, strategic and use links sparingly. Never link up a YouTube video, you know, thumbnail because that's, you know, you're trying to share a video, always upload native because again, if they click on that YouTube video, they can get off the platform. Facebook doesn't like that. And they don't like any competition with their video platform, you know, and and as far as like linking curated content and your own blog post and things, just again, if you're doing it for every single post, you will absolutely see limited reach. So just be strategic and thoughtful and make sure it's 
more like 20% of your content is linked content rather than the majority of it. Well, that's making me rethink our entire plan or what we have on our page. So, Well, and, you know, and it's some ways that people get around it are there's, there's no evidence that this doesn't work. So there you go. It might not work for some, but a lot of people will link it up in the first comment and say, you know, mm-hmm. hey, check out the first comment below for the link to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, but I absolutely still use links. And I'm not saying that. In fact, they can actually ultimately get better engagement if they're, you know, really great, you know, a great piece of content or something that's just irresistible that people have to click through and go check out. But, you know, if you're just kind of posting a link because I don't have anything to post, you know, that's probably not going to help you out in the long run. Um, yeah. Those are probably the biggest things. There's so many different factors that affect reach and, and engagement. But I think, you know, keeping in mind, how can I keep them on the platform and keep them on this post for a longer period of time? Anytime you're encouraging time investment, you ultimately are benefiting your reach in the future. Because if someone lingers on your post for more than two seconds, you know, <laughs> that tells Facebook, hey, this is interesting to this Facebook mm-hmm. user which means the content on this page is relevant and relevance is a big deal on Facebook. This is relevant to these followers. So if these followers like this content, I should, you know, I being Facebook should push (laughs) out this content into more news feeds. And suddenly you go from getting 2% organic reach to like 80% organic reach when you figure out how to strike that balance. So it's definitely a balance, but it is possible. It is possible. Talk to me about when people use their personal Facebook page for businessy stuff. Well, don't do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, technically, it is against Facebook's terms of service to run a business and promote a business from a personal profile. And I know people do it all the time. And if you are an MLM person listening to this, I love you and I'm sorry, but you know you're not supposed to do it. And I know the higher ups in those companies will say, you know, you need to use your personal profile because you get better reach. And that's true. Personal profiles, actually, I mean, it's a fact, they do Mm -hmm. get better reach than business pages. There's a reason for that because it's a social media platform, not a business media platform. However, technically you can't run and promote a business from a a profile. You can, you know, Facebook owns Facebook. They own your profile and they own your page too, but they reserve the right to shut down your profile. And I have seen it happen to way too many people, like dozens of people. I have sad stories of you know, people having their profile shut down because they promoted their business almost every day. And the scary thing about having your profile shut down is if you've got a group attached to it, mm-hmm. your group also goes away. So oh. if you've got a group of thousands of people that you probably kind of paid for through this, you know, Facebook ad that drove traffic to your group and this thing that drove traffic to your group, that's a really big loss to your business. I mean, I, I hope you have their you know email address at some point, but there's just so many negatives that can happen that it's not worth risking it. So mm-hmm. what I do though, is I, you know, if I've got a piece of content on my business page that I am particularly proud of that I think should get out there beyond just the people on my page, um, I might do an ad for one thing, but I also might share it to my personal mm-hmm. profile. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. There's really no, it's very unlikely that there would ever be a negative impact from doing that, for, you know, for the likelihood of you being deleted or something. So that's a good way to do it. And you're going to get a little bit of extra reach for your page, which obviously doesn't hurt. And um, also, I'm just sort of like, if you look at my personal profile, it's like, 
memes from the office and gifts from, you know, stupid things. Like I just, (laughs) I, I definitely am Facebook friends with lots of business people, but I, I am proud of my profile and that it's not all business and it shows I'm not a robot and I'm not, there's more to me. And I think that is more appealing. And anytime I see someone who just uses their profile to indirectly or directly promote their business, I just unfollow them because it's just icky. It's not fun. If I want to know about your business, I'm going to go to your business page and I'll be glad to read about you and your updates, but use your profile for fun or just don't use it at all. That's okay too, but don't use it for your business. There's no benefit. There's so many negatives and there's so much risk involved and and pages are better (laughs) in every way, shape and form. I'm all about following the rules of a platform. What's going to make my boss happy? If Facebook's Mm -hmm. your boss, what what can you do to keep that person happy? So before we head into talk strategy to me, I'd love to hear your take on Facebook's new message that community is their highest priority now, or that's their focus now. And what do you think that means for the future of Facebook and as business owners on Facebook? What changes do you kind of foresee happening and how can we kind of lean into that and use it to our advantage? Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm really honest, I don't even know if I super love it, but (laughs) which is not probably the answer anyone wants to hear because I'm like, yay, groups. And I have a group. I love my group and I've got groups also for like my courses and things like that. But I was honestly a little blindsided when I heard that announcement from Facebook because up until now, everything has been video, 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 video. I mean, it's just nonstop video. So I'm excited. I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop because knowing Facebook, they are all about monetization, which they should be because they're a business, right? right? <laughs> They've got to worry about the bottom line too. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of waiting to hear that. This is just me speculating that maybe there may be some pay to play component with groups coming up. So we'll see. I don't know for sure. I'm just, I'm just speculating. I have no inside intel, but that said, I love my groups. Groups get better reach and ultimately better engagement than your page does, which doesn't mean you should stop using your page and just use your group, of course, because mm-hmm. you can't do ads f- from groups. You can have ads inside groups that you don't really get to pick. So yeah, I, I don't really have like an official sort of like Courtney Foster Donahue seal of approval or statement. What is your statement? I'm still going, really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I love groups. I, I'm just sort of surprised, but I think, you know, if you enjoy groups and anytime someone asks me, should I get a group? If you love group engagement, you enjoy it. Like you think it's fun, start a group. Sure. Mm -hmm. Why not? If you don't like groups or you're really bad at keeping up with groups. And I've got some people who check in like every two weeks and I'm like, why, why are you even bothering? Why are you here? Um, Don't start a group. You know, you're the last person who should start a group. Figure out some other way to engage in a more intimate way with your audience because you can't force it. Groups are a whole lot of work, as you ladies know. It's not just you start it and yay, we have conversations and engage. It's a whole job. Tribe and yay, it's fun. Oh my gosh, it's so much work. And honestly, it can bring a lot of grief because it's just exhausting. And some of the BS that people pull in groups is just like, what? Mm -hmm. No matter how many rules you set and all that stuff. So I love groups. Uh, If you love groups, start a group. It's not going to hurt you. Obviously, Facebook is saying it's the, it's the new wave of the future, but, Mm -hmm. but if, if you don't, don't stay, stay far, far away because it's, you can't force it. And it's so much work. It's all guys. So it takes so much energy. Yeah. But really, yeah. (laughs) I, when I saw the announcement, I was excited, nervous, 
also like scared that they were going to modify them in a way that Mm -hmm. would make it impossible to continue to grow at the rate we've been growing because it, I mean, we've, we've had a huge return on it. I mean, zero investment from our group (laughs) other than time. And so I'm nervous to see what Facebook ends up doing with that. But I also excited because it is a huge community and you know there's very few other platforms where there is such community aspect mm-hmm. to it so Absolutely. if they're going to improve it we'll see mm-hmm. but that being said i do want to roll into our talk strategy to me so if you could give someone five action tips that they could take this week i would love to know what they could do right away Right away. I like it. Well, kind of going back to what I said before, looking at your page as if you've you know never seen it before, first time. That's so big. That's so tremendous. And not just your cover photo, not just your pinned post, if you have one or you don't, your profile picture, uh, you know, your about section, but the first, you know, 10 posts that people scroll through, really look at it and say, what does this say about my brand? What does this say to someone who lands here? And really make sure that's optimized. Don't miss that opportunity. It's not just about ads. It's about your organic content too. And it's about the archive that is your page because people can scroll back through months and months and years And that actually reflects on you. I I know I've done that before when, you know, kind of torn between a a purchase decision or something. I'll go, well, let me go look at their website and maybe I'll go check out their Facebook page. I want to see what they're about. People use Facebook pages to make buying decisions, you know, especially if it's a bigger investment. So if they're not seeing a whole lot of anything, it really lowers the, the sense of legitimacy that people have that think about you and On the flip side, if you've got a lot of good stuff there, if you've got consistent, you know, not posting multiple times a day, just posting once or twice a day max, that's all you need to do. Having that there really shows people, oh, like this is a business that is like operating and functioning and they're legit and they're sharing all this great stuff. And look at all this free stuff they shared. If that's what they share for free, well, how much more would I get if I actually spent some money, you know, and invested in something of theirs? That is a place that it doesn't have to just be the post that lands in the person's newsfeed, but the thing that sits on your on your timeline of your page, people coming yeah. back and reading that and seeing what that is. So I think, you know, kind of, again, looking at it, I kind of gave two tips in one, but looking at it from an outsider perspective, but also the second thing is understanding that your page is also an archive. It's not just about the day you post something, but how it sits on your page and will and will represent you over time. The third thing I I would really look at is actually, and this is sort of a technical thing, but you can certainly Google how to do this. It's very simple. And this is also something I teach more than than teach inside my program, FB Everything. But if you... um, creating custom audiences sooner rather than later. And again, if if you remember from way back at the beginning of this interview, I talked about you can target people with ads based on videos they've watched of yours or, uh, you know, pages they've visited on your website or blog posts they've read, things like that. If you can start doing that today, ASAP, Mm -hmm. not waiting until later, if you're even if you don't think you're ready to run ads, even if part of you thinks you'll never run ads, mm-hmm. doing that ASAP, getting in there, creating those custom audiences, because what's great is those are warm audiences. They're not just random people you're targeting who happen to fall under some interest. You know, the 
the you know three months engaged couple in, in Al- Albuquerque, yeah, they might be your target audience. But wouldn't it be even better if you had that that group of people who watched that video you did about you know so and so's wedding that you that you shot you know back in February, whatever. What if you had a collection, you know, an audience of people who are that warm, that interested, when you go to target them, 100% of the time, the cost will be lower, the conversions will be higher, the the social percentage, the engagement on the ad, which counts for something, right? That will be better. Everything will be better when you target a warm audience versus a cold. Now, cold audiences, you know, targeting those are how we build up our audience in the first place. But if you can take the time to create those strategic custom audiences, and this is stuff you can Google, this is really easy stuff that will have such a huge payoff when you are actually ready to do Facebook ads, whenever that might be. My next thing would be when you do go to approach doing Facebook ads, don't be intimidated because at the end of the day, it really is just a step one, two, three. And if you know anything about the power editor, you know, you literally do step one is your campaign where you choose your objective. You don't have to know what that means, but understand it's very simple. (laughs) Step two, you're choosing how much you're going to spend and who you're going to push the ad to. Step three is your creative. So it's your uh, your image, your video, your copy, your links, you know, all, the, all the, the pretty aesthetic stuff that people see. That's where all that happens. It literally is just step one, two, three. And so if an ad is not as successful as you'd like it to be, all it is is a matter of analyzing step one, two, three and seeing okay, what can I tweak on this level? Maybe what can I tweak on this level? What should I tweak on this level? And what's great with Facebook analytics and you know, all the detailed information they give you is you can actually look and go, oh, it's actually, it's probably the ad itself. Or I have a really high click-through rate. It might be the landing page that is at fault here and not the ad. Or I have a really low relevance score. So perhaps it's actually not as relevant to the audience as I thought it was, you know? Um, So really thinking about those different things. But again, isolating it to step one, step two, step three. And then in the future, you can get fancy, you can get advanced, you can do conversions ads, and you can do split testing and, you know, all that jazzy stuff. And you could scale and, you know, have a daily budget of $1,000 or more. (laughs) But when you're getting started, it really just is $5 a day, step one, step two, step three. And just, you know, really wrapping your head around that. And then the other thing when it comes to ads is knowing why you're doing the ad. What is your goal? What's your objective? I see so many people who they'll run like a website clicks ad, for example. So what that's doing is you're, you're, it's optimized to drive traffic to a website, a blog post, a you know lead magnet page, you know whatever it might be, whatever you decide the link is. And so that's the ad they create, and it does all those things, and it's driving traffic, and then they'll go, but nobody's commenting on it. Nobody's doing this. I'm not getting more likes on my page. But the op- the ad isn't optimized for that. You know, so set going into your ad creation process with a specific goal in mind so that you can actually measure your success because if your ad isn't optimized for clicks, you can't get upset that you're not getting clicks. <laughs> if your ad is not optimized for engagement, you can't really get upset that you're not getting engagement. Now you're going to get a little bit of, you know, any ad kind of leads to all those kinds of things. You know, you, you know, it's unusual to run an ads campaign and not get a few extra page likes, not get a few comments, you know, things like that. But going into it and going and being able to answer the question or fill in the blank, I guess, if this ad is successful, blank will happen. 
Mm -hmm. So I'll get, you know, people clicking through and signing up for this thing, people clicking through and reading this blog post, people watching this video and leaving a comment or sharing or reacting or whatever. So going in and being really specific and smart and strategic. And once you know what that goal is, that allows you to choose the objective you need to choose for the ad. That's the thing that you optimize for, right? And that will affect the media that you use, whether it's a video, a graphic, a whatever, that will affect the copy you use because you're not going to say, you know, leave a comment below (laughs) if you want to have them click through and go check out such and such. So starting with that goal so that you're able to measure that success is, is paramount. And it's often the failure of, of people who don't have as much success with ads because they go, you know, I'm not getting this, I'm not getting that. Well, of course you're not. You're not optimizing for those things. So take a step back and actually figure out what do I want to accomplish with this ad? And then what's my step one, two, three that makes that happen? And once you kind of break it down like that, it is not complicated. It's not mystical or magical. It really is kind of obvious, you know, and then and then the, you know, the exciting thing is if you've got a great foundation and, you know, having good organic reach and engagement, you're serving before you're selling, you're keeping the social and social media in mind. When you have that foundation and your organic content, your Facebook ads are going to be so much better. Mm-hmm. But if you approach it as I need to just do a good ad, who cares about the other stuff? Your ads are going to be crappy every single time. But if you've got that foundation and your free posts that you do, that you randomly push in people's news feeds, that actually affects the success of your ads as well. So it's a big picture approach. It's not just about ads. It's not just about spending this and getting X number of conversions. It really, and that's the beauty of Facebook. It's a, so it's a full platform. It's not just an ads platform. It's not just a place to, to post content. It's everything. When you approach it holistically, for lack of a better word, like that, you, you get you know, the benefits are sort of domino effects to each other, both organic content and, and your ads. That's awesome. Ooh, well, that's <laughs> so much information. Uh-huh. I'm sure people are like super pumped to dive in <laughs> and like learn. And they're like, how do I get more Courtney? Hopefully they took notes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. We always suggest bringing a notebook to yes. listening yep. to the strategy academy or strategy hour. So- I don't Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still in launch mode, apparently. So yes. many strategies. Um, but I hear that y'all can hang out with Courtney for like a whole week and mm-hmm. get your Facebook on fleek. Mm-hmm. So if you want to join Courtney for said awesomeness, you yeah. should head to thinkcreativecollective.com slash fleek and join Courtney. When? When, Courtney, when, when will they be? Starts, so we'll start promoting it the week before, but it starts July 24th and it runs for five days. So it's a five-day challenge. Each day, a new video with lots of actionable goodness. No, no fluff or theoretical conceptual nonsense. So you will come in and you'll be working and you'll be doing stuff. And the really cool thing is it's like a free challenge that actually has like a pretty... Um, like people come in with like my page doubled in size and my engagement's crazy and my sales are up. Like it's bananas. So That's it awesome. all starts July 24th. Awesome. Go sign up right now. Thinkcreativecollective.com slash fleek. And Courtney, tell us where everyone else can hang out with you online. Where are you at? 
Yeah. Well, surprisingly, I'm on Facebook. No, it's, it's all my name. So CourtneyFosterDonahue.com. Same thing on Facebook, Instagram. I don't really use Twitter very much. Yeah, um, no. YouTube. No, nobody does. Um, <laughs> one day, one day. It's the one that got away. I just... I, same for just us. Left fine. them behind. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm my name everywhere. So Courtney Foster hyphen. I'm one of those. Donahue, D-O-N-A-H-U-E. And um, you can you can check my stuff out and come say hi. Awesome. We'll have all those links in the show notes so you guys can just click easily. Thank you so much for coming on. That was awesome and amazing. We loved it. Y'all are awesome. Thank you for having me. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.